You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 238. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, it is Marisa here with you with a follow-up to the elephant in the room. (laughs) This is one more continuation of making a statement, (laughs) making a statement. You're like, oh boy, here it comes. All right. So at the time of this recording, my working title is why I'm not the right mentor for you. I've been giving a lot of thought about this because I recommend that you listen to episode 237 if you haven't, and then listen to this one sort of will dovetail on some of that philosophy. And as I think about it, it's somewhat of a standalone. It's going to be a little bit stream of consciousness as well. Uh, I intend for it to be on the shorter side because I really just want to clarify I have realized I am definitely uh, a gentle, as Kita, one of my members says, I don't like to be called a butt kicker, (laughs) but I have been called, I've been named a gentle butt kicker from one of my members, Kita, meaning, you know, I am a gentle, I say I'm a gentle nudger. I am, I am gentle, but firm, meaning when I coach, you know, I am fully in support of you and have a lot of. Um, empathy and compassion for the challenges that come from A, just being brave enough to put your art in the world and B, taking that and turning it into a business, right? Still in the face of, of many stereotypes and mindsets around that, even though we're breaking them every day, we're transforming them rather, uh, they're still present. Sometimes they're present with our families, with our partners, in our own mind. And I, I truly, I feel you on that. I have, as I say, you know, I've, I speak from experience. I've been there before. So I'm a very gentle soul. And I also, you know, I kind of reach limits. And I've been thinking about how to articulate this and to really start to clarify this in my messaging. So I thought, well, I'm just going to start in a podcast. I don't think that I am the right mentor for you if you see your art business as something that mm, you may or may, you know, you might give it a try. Meaning I am a mentor for you if you're like, I'm going to give it a try and I'm going to give it a really good try. I'm not going to be like a foot on the dock and take the foot off you know, put the foot on the dog, put the foot on the boat, like straddle between the two. I'm not going to waffle. I'm just going to go all in, give it my best. I always have the right to change my mind or feel that maybe it doesn't work for me, but 
if I'm invested in it or I'm invested in a mentor, I'm going to give it my best. I'm the right mentor for you if that's how you feel. If you feel that you want to kick the tires of your art business and maybe do it, maybe not, you're just not sure, I'm not the right mentor for you. I, it's hard for me to say that because I really have been and I want to continue to be a champion of everyone pursuing this if they want to. But it's reached a level within the online space and also just my desire where I feel like I can be the best support that if you really enter this scene that you've got some skin in the game and that you're really willing to go into it. And this includes everything from your money mindset. Yes, it costs money to run a business. Yes, you are more than likely going to make an an investment, maybe even a big-ish investment in growing your business before you see a full return on that. Yes, you're going to need a lot of things. I'm not going to be able to um, be an expert in all of the things that make for a thriving online business, but if I can't support you, I, I will find someone who can or recommend someone or bring in a guest speaker or, you know, partner with someone in hosting a workshop like I've done. You know, I want to make sure that you have everything you need and that you're also not investing in things that you don't. Um, That should be obvious, but let me clarify that as well. I've just noticed that we are still existing in this mindset of being a hobbyist as an artist because it's fun and we have a craft room and we've been doing it, you know, on the side and that's fine. But that is not the attitude to come into growing an online business. It just isn't going to work anymore. It's going to frustrate you and you're going to feel disheartened and you're going to get likely going to get in your head about that. And I just don't want to be a part of that journey for you. So I just want to clarify that if you want to work with me, you can be the absolute beginner level that's absolutely fabulous. You can be more established. That's fabulous. The difference is emerging or established. It's an attitude. It's an attitude of a willingness to show up consistently, to do the work, and to be dedicated in your pursuit of this passion. Pretty much. That's it. If you're just kicking the tires of a career as an artist or, you know, really not even a career, if you're kicking the tires, you're just seeing if you can make a go of a business, I don't think that I'm best suited for you because it's becoming like increasingly actually, I'm, I'm growing in this, but it's, I didn't realize it would be almost painful to Have people put their trust in you and then to see them, hear them, you know, talk themselves out of things and not actually do the work. I know this happens for every teacher, mentor. I know that there's timing. You know, I say we're like popcorn. Your your kernel will pop at your time. It may be different from someone else's. 
but I really want you to come and work with me when the first part of your kernel that's popped is like, yes, I am willing to give this my all. I'm not saying you can't do it part-time. It's an attitude. I hope that's clear. It's a mindset. It's an attitude. It's not wishy-washy. It's not willing to try something, have it not work out, and then quit or give up or, you know, or, and this happens to everybody too, or blame people that you've invested in um, or blame communities or blame social media or blame the algorithm. This doesn't work anymore. And it doesn't, it doesn't really bode for being a strong business owner. I know there are challenges. I know we get discouraged. It's part of the journey. You have listened to me wax on in last week's episode where I'm like, wow, all the stuff I didn't know that I wish I had and I thought I was knowing a lot. I'm sure that's just life sometimes. But there's a lot of challenge and you've got to love it enough to make it through those times and to recognize that that challenge is going to serve you immensely. It's these subtle shifts, just like you invest in yourself and you've got to bet on yourself and say that this investment that I'm making whether it's a tool, it's a mentor, it's a community, a membership, art supplies, a course, uh, online platform. You want to start by believing in what you're capable of. Otherwise, it, there's a lot of noise. It's going to be easy for you to get lost in the shuffle. And it's not that, let me clarify this also, it's not that you aren't going to second guess yourself, have imposter syndrome, have self-doubt. The difference again in your attitude is going to be that you will recognize that as normal resistance to up-leveling your life, your creativity, your art, your business. That's what happens. It's normal. It's not a sign that you're doing it wrong. It's not a sign that it's not meant for you. It's a sign that you're actually doing something right and that you care enough about it to feel around this. It's just really heartbreaking to see beautiful, talented people enter this scene and then not stick with it enough to really make a go of it and then potentially, you know, internalize that as, as they did something wrong or it's not right for them. So I just want to clarify that so much of this journey is going to be about your attitude, your attitude and open-mindedness around learning always. I don't care how experienced you are. There's more to learn. And we know how fast this space changes. Your willingness to invest in yourself. I've talked about how this has been one of my best years in business. Guess what? I've invested the most in myself that I ever have. I don't think I used to believe that that's how it worked. 
but now I kind of do. <laughs> I'm still profitable. I didn't break even. I'm profitable. So I invested and I got a return on that investment, which is your goal. And when you're first starting, you have to also understand that there may be a little bit of lag time there and that should be expected, right? We seem to understand that when someone rents a space, a physical space, and they have like a, a brick and mortar, they have a restaurant, they have a shop. You're like, oh, well, yeah, they've got to A, rent the space, right? Before they can even open it and have a customer. Okay, so they've got to make that investment. Then, yeah, how are the customers going to know about them? It's not just going to be foot traffic. There must be a way that they have to advertise and get themselves out there. And then they've got to stay in touch with their customers and bring them into the store and tell them about new things, right? Like it seems pretty obvious when you're looking at it from a traditional business standpoint, but it seems that we've lost a little bit of touch with that in the online space. It really surprises me when people are like, what? Shopify is $29. I'm like, I paid over, it was almost over $3,000, I think, that we were paying. No, no, no. It was less than that. We got an amazing deal in LA for a, a space. But I know people who pay between four and some spaces in L.A. are like $40,000 a month. OK, I know it's L.A. Go price it in Manhattan and then don't compare the rest of the country to these places. I don't know where it is post pandemic, but it's still real estate still a thing. So, yeah. OK, so to have a shop online for three hundred and something dollars for the year is amazing. And why have we lost sight of that? Because we just want everything for free. We we became accustomed to that. We're like, we can just put this up for free. Well, mm, slowly Etsy's increased its fees, which will end up costing you way more than than Shopify, perhaps. Um depending on your volume, it's going to eat it up in a minute. And, you know, a lot of people kind of, they did sort of weave you into this idea that we can do all this for free. And then it's really created a disconnect in terms of actual business costs and the, the normalcy of those and what an amazing deal it is. You can have an amazing business with minimal business costs in comparison to what it used to be and the ramp up time. So I just, I share this with you to remind you, like, keep it in perspective. Don't lose sight of what an amazing time this is and the possibilities that exist for you too. But the only person that's going to make it happen is you. And the only way that's going to happen is, again, your attitude, your mindset. And no, you don't have to have all of that um, dialed in. <laughs> One of my members was asking me, what do I mean by dialed in? It's a good question. I mean, you don't have to have it all figured out. I'm working on my mindset daily, just gentle shifts of like, oh, yeah, that's right. I don't. I'm not. I'm not um, thinking in that way anymore. I'm, I'm a different person today. And so it's it's gentle. It's the openness to learning and investing in yourself and investing in your business, which is investing in yourself. And, you know, being willing to be on the journey and be, be dedicated. And again, totally okay if you 
decide it's not the right fit for you, but you gave it your best shot. There's no mamby-pamby in this space. And if you feel like you're mamby-pamby, that's where I'm saying, I don't think I'm the right mentor for you because I really want to work with and support people who are dedicated and committed and don't um, continuously or repeatedly talk themselves out of their dream or out of investments that are going to help them in the future, whether again, that's tools or education or, you know, it's just, we know too much today. It would be different at a different time. And that's why I'm saying I've shifted as a mentor because it starts to just feel challenging for me and pulls energy from, it feels challenging for me to kind of try to pull someone into the space. I don't want to do that anymore. I think I did in the past because I want it so badly for you. Like if you want this, I want it for you. But now I say, I want it for you if you want it that much then I'm right there with you. If I have to convince you that this is what you want, like I have to do like a hard convince on you, I will certainly nudge you. And I've certainly done that, you know, with members in the past. I'm so thrilled I did because it's working for them. So of course I'm there to encourage you, but there's a fire that you have to have. Like you have to, you have to have a stick-to-itiveness and a willingness to really try and not just like try for a few weeks or for a month or two and then call it a day. I was listening to some podcast on supplements, you know, when we're dealing with our health, that like you have to give things time to take effect if you're making changes in your life with your exercise. It's like very obvious, like you have to give everything a chance. And I see people come into the online space and they just go, well, it happened for so-and-so and, -so, and uh, it should happen for me that fast too, right? And I should have all this figured out and all this dialed in and I should only have to spend this much money and please don't ask me to spend any more. And, and why isn't it working for me? And I'm just telling you, it's because of your attitude and uh, it's your lack of a willingness to to be open and also enjoy the process of figuring it out I use the word a lot you know I just want things to be fun and I do and I I want learning to be fun I want growing a business to be fun I think we make a lot out of this because we really personalize how things go down instead of just treating it as an experiment, but with that level of dedication, like that really being in it. You know, people can sense when you're in it and you're out of it and you're in it and you're out of it. Like you, they can sense it, your collectors, or if you're teaching your students and everyone wants to come with you and they feel that you're committed to what you're focusing on because that's inspiring. So I am not the right mentor for you 
if you're so on the fence that it's going to feel like I might injure you (laughs) pulling you over, I just, I can't do it. There's probably someone who can, but, and that will be the right person to kind of like get you to the place where you might come over the fence. I need you to be like really close to being over the fence in terms of wanting to grow your art business. And the rest I can support you with happily and bring that sense of dedication and openness and support of fellow community members and the creative community. Um, Oh, and I should mention like a desire to make money, uh, a desire to be profitable with the work you are passionate about. And this is something that you may grow into, but if you have the dedication to do so, you will. And you will grow in your confidence in your art voice and everything. But I'm just, I'm not in support of art. Uh, I'm in support of art being a hobby. Totally. (laughs) I'm not in support of a hobbyist trying out the business side. Uh, Unless they're dedicated to really like going over the fence on that one and going all in. They're two different hats. And what I've found and been, I've really been frustrated by this for a long time and why I want to speak up more and really clarify who I'm here, who, who is, who I can best serve is, you know, it's a hobbyist mindset that's kind of holding down the profitability in the art community It's the hobbyist mindset that doesn't read contracts and licensing. It's the hobbyist mindset that prices according to the market instead of the revenue they want to make and the time and the cost of materials and having some wisdom around all of that. And then we just continue to perpetuate more hobbyist uh, mindset and then more artists jump in and keep looking at the hobbyist mindset and they don't realize that that's what they're doing. They don't know the back end of these creators businesses and so we just keep replicating the same business model and I I don't want I don't think I've ever been a part of that but I I really I don't want to be a part of that so I'm going to be speaking out more on this and I have over the years but it's just really reached a point for me where I believe as mentors it's a disservice if we don't you know, start clarifying to people who want to build online businesses. Yes, this is incredible. Yes, there's so much possibility and potential. Yes, it can go way faster than it ever has. Can it? But the people for whom that's happening, they're showing up big time, big time. They're doing the work. They also experience discouragement challenges. They keep going. They find a way through that. They get the support that they need and they stick with it. And so that's what I really, really thrive in environments and want to continue to create in our environment, especially within the expansive artists, is a shared uh, passion and a shared willingness to try a shared openness, a shared abundance mindset, a shared joy of supporting and encouraging others in their journey, and no more arguing for limitations, 
No more getting guidance from people who know what they're doing and not doing the work and then blaming those people. I see this happen in courses that I'm a part of. It's just like, are you kidding me? You didn't do the work. And no more. It just, it doesn't make sense anymore in this space. It's, it's, um, you're in charge of your ship and you can, you can take it wherever you want. And now you have so much support to help you get there that didn't exist before that really, if you don't reach it, it's, it's pretty much going to be on you and where you kind of held yourself up on that. So I also think just this idea of blame that we toss around there, like even speaking to the algorithms for just a moment, I was one of those people too, because I remember when there weren't any algorithms. We were given platforms for free. Did we not think that at some point someone was going to want to make a business out of that? And, And how are we like so astonished that... Now, if we pay to be in front of the right people and use the tools that were created with everything that was built there, that we, you know, that somehow there's something wrong with that. And I know not everybody shares that mindset, but it's, you know, it's just boring to blame other people when you have everything at the ready for you. And you have access to so much knowledge and support and tools and everything to make this journey what you want it to be. It just takes dedication. That's all I can say. It takes a willingness to keep going, keep moving forward, even when you get discouraged, even when something doesn't work, when it fails, when it does whatever. Keep going. You must believe in you and I would love to support you in that. And I will love to remind you of your dedication when you lose sight of that temporarily. But you'll find your way back when you have that fire, when you have that dedication, you'll find your way back. That's kind of the, that's it. I was listening to, I'll close by saying I was listening to Uh, interview with Howard Stern. I love listening to comedians. You know, I live with one and I took improv for several years and studied comedy for a long time. Well, for a few years, but like nonstop. I was, I was practically obsessed with it. And I find it so brave to, to do standup. And, you know, like what you have to go through to be a standup and to develop that skill, it takes time. It's a craft. And we, we, I was listening to Michael Che talk about this, who hosts, you might know him from being the co-anchor with, I think it's Colin Jost on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, just listening to him talk about, just listening to anybody who's reached a certain level of quote unquote success or, you know, acknowledgement from peers or, or recognition, anything in their field when you get the behind the scenes, of course, it's just you are working on your craft 
And comedians in particular, if you want to use that as a metaphor, they can get booed off stage. (laughs) Like we can take it personally as an artist if we don't get enough likes on our algorithm, social media (laughs) or engagement (laughs) or sales. But a comedian is very rarely getting paid to get on stage. They just have to go and practice when they're first starting out. Then they can get booed. People can walk the room. People can just, there can be no laughter. Like talk about you're up there by yourself. I have experienced as an improviser, I have dead air. (laughs) When you say something, you're like, this is going to be funny. And it falls totally flat because you were too in your head about it. Oh my goodness. It's momentarily brutal, but it's also liberating when you make it through that. And it's just an example of a career and an art form where you are like really out there and you are asking people to pay you or show up so that you can make them laugh. And they are sitting there like, all right, go ahead, make me laugh, (laughs) especially if they don't know you yet. I just think it takes incredible bravery. And they were talking about, you know, how many people uh, don't, they don't stick with it enough to really see their the rewards of their work pay off and that some people it even takes years and years of doing that um it's just it's really fascinating so that's just one side tip that if you find yourself contemplating this conversation that we're having and just think about people in other industries and especially in the arts and what think about the people who've made it most of the time because they hung in there long enough. Because sometimes the ones that peak early, uh, they get so much success that they don't continue to grow and they can actually, it can work against them. And so really look at the ones that have had a long career and, and listen to their stories too. It's, you know, it's so, I'm constantly enamored with the stories of artists and people who've really gone through all kinds of evolutions with their work from music to comedy to filmmaking to our painters. I love it. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. And episode 237, 238. I am here to support you. I encourage you to find that courage, dedication, open mind, receptive attitude, desire to learn, desire to be abundant, a willingness to always kind of refine your mindset and be open to the next steps with that, to support your creative community, to treat your art if you want to, uh, to treat it as a business, to proudly wear your business hat, Proudly wear your marketing hat. Proudly wear your selling hat. Even if those are areas that you're going to grow into, you know that you're ready to do that and you want to do that. And you look forward to that. And then you just take one day at a time and find a cool community of people that you can do that journey with and and feel that fire and dedication together. Because it just, it does actually go faster with a group. It's It's very powerful with the right group. Can't have people 
um, arguing for limitations and pulling that down. <laughs> the way with, I'll just say one thing, the difference between arguing for limitations, if I just to clarify, arguing for your limitations is when you constantly justify why something's not working for you instead of saying, like the algorithm is a perfect example. Well, I'm doing it and nobody's seeing it. And instead of approaching, I have to be really aware of this myself because I, like I said, I speak from experience. You know, I work with mentors now. They're not going to let me get away with that. Uh, and I don't want to get away with that. Nor, and it's just not who I am anymore. But instead of, you know, you arrive, and this is a challenge for me, what would be a great solution for this? Like, I, I know there's a solution and uh, how could I reframe this? So when I know I'm dealing with my mindset, I just, I say, I know it. I know where I'm hooking myself. It's not that I don't, it's not that I don't face challenges or I have all of this figured out, just in case I haven't reminded you, I don't. But I have all the tools now to know how to get to that next place. And I know how to get the support I need. And I know how to begin asking the right questions that will give me, even in, internally, intuitively, the insight for the next step. But if you start to, you know, just start, it's when you start making a lot of excuses and complaining and is this costs too much? Um, why is this prom person promoting this? Why do I need one more thing? Why do the algorithms, why is no one buying my work? You know, it's that kind of, of tone. Or if a mentor gives you a solution and you argue them rather than trust like the person that you probably invested in to be in the room with, you know, maybe, maybe they might know what they're doing, but instead you just come in and you want to argue with them. I'm always like, why, why would anyone argue? Um, you paid this person to get their knowledge, but you'll know if you're doing that because it's, it's arguing. It's like you, you want to prove the person who's more experienced wrong because you tried and it didn't work. And so now that person with more experience is wrong. Uh, I encourage you if that you find that attitude happening to just take a pause and say, it's not that maybe their strategy isn't right for you, but it's still a different attitude of saying, you know, I think this doesn't work for me in the same way because, but I would love to get insight on, or I would love to collaborate or, you know, um, get, get some, um, what am I trying to say here? You know, get community input on where I could take this and tweak it to be mine, um, you know, or just mold it a little bit in a different way. You're still going to create your own unique journey with this. I'm not suggesting that a mentor has all the answers, but just be aware of when, even if you're not saying it out loud, when you're doing that in your own mind, the whole, yeah, but. Uh, it's a it's a slippery slope into zero growth and continued frustration. And just in, in the final note is, you know, I've talked about this. I'm I'm learning more about it, so I'm not coming to you with a scientific research or all this background. But I've been experimenting with it as I learn more about it and. 
there is something to be said with what you're doing with your brain and how you're accessing your brain as a computer and your subconscious mind has a lot of the answers that you need and much of how you're going to get access to that is by the questions you ask your brain. And so if your brain is dealing with you constantly saying this doesn't work, that's kind of, it's like, okay, it's a computer. They're telling me this doesn't work. I will keep outputting ideas and things that don't work. And just take a gander at the power of your subconscious mind, do your own research on it. But it's more than just going mindset. Now I'm so positive. Um, I'm doing affirmations and now everything works. It's truly a practice of being very, not afraid, not like you're messing it up, but just being very aware of what your dialogue is. Because sometimes you're not saying it to anyone else, but you are saying it to yourself. And it can, it can really hold you back and uh, keep you, it can just keep you hidden and frustrated and we don't want that. So again, that's where that attitude comes in of just, I don't have to have all the answers. It's okay for me to be a beginner. It's okay for me not to have had success in this area yet. All of that is okay. But if I come with an open heart and a willingness to learn and a dedication to what I've chosen to invest myself into, you're golden. Just give it time and, you know, allow it to unfold on its timeline and, and show up and do the work consistently. The end. <laughs> I wish you a beautiful, creative week. I look forward to supporting you on your creative journey. And let's do this together with a shared dedication and a passion for what we are here to do, what we want to do in this incredible life and the work that we are doing and how we can um, inspire each other with what we are creating and sharing. Take care. Until next time, friend, thank you for listening. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.